2: Glory to God, glory to God This is the whole Truth Nothing But The Truth radio broadcast We've been having some uh, technical difficulties this morning So I'm going to ask you to bear with us As I'm going to try to bring our guest in on the line right now uh, We got Brother Sappho uh, calling us It's uh, uh, been a long time since we talked to him And uh, and we have uh, Shanzara. We have her on the show today So uh It should be a pretty interesting show. So uh, give me just a second as we try to bring them in on the line. Thank All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're coming to you live right now from Atlanta, Georgia. Brother Sappo, you st- are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna listen to what you guys got going on though. Yeah, I'm here.
2: <laughs> All right, then I have another call that I'm trying to bring in on the line. I'm, I was waiting on her to uh, to call in, um, and uh, I was having some difficulties logging in, so it was kind of kind of waiting on her to call in. I just wanted to get a report to see how things were going with you. You know, what was, uh, what's was what been going on lately?
1: You know, um, it's basically uh, in the process of accumulating more artwork. It's something that I've been investing a lot of my time and energy into, uh, my literature and, and artwork. Um, still undecided as to where I'm going to uh, establish myself, you know, it's um, still, you know, in the air, you know.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, but now, but now, I mean, I mean, can you, can you, uh, you know, tell your story as far as the, uh, far as the books concerned? Uh, let the people know what what was happening because we were talking about the mass incarceration of our people and all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, let us know. Let let the uh, people know uh about your books and how they can get in contact with you and get them give a little bit of your yeah. story.
1: You yeah, know, they are available on uh Amazon and Kindle. Um one is titled When Black Boys are Left in the Dark and it addresses uh, you know issues that involve how so many black male boys are in the dark about a lot of life mm. things. A lot of us run our head into the wall before we learn. Um, And the story coincides with the fact that I'm a male sex abuse survivor, too, who was sex abused by two different males. So even in that, you know, I was in the dark, didn't know how to, um, you know, identify predators, uh, identify their strategy when they're, you know, about to make a move on me, so I I became a victim. But overall... Mm being in the dark on that, not knowing how to feel, you know, a predator when they are about to strike. Um, it's just a lot of things that I learned in life as, as a young man that I didn't get, you know, in my childhood. And I crossed paths with so many African-American males who were in the same situation. Like nobody was really checking for a certain group of us. It's like, you get it, you get it, you don't, you don't. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we're left in the dark about like entrepreneurship, you know, I had an uncle that used to lay foundations for homes, never felt the need to pull us meals at the time. It was just two grandchildren and you know, or two nephews, and that was me and another cousin and He didn't feel the need to pull us aside and invest something into us. you know entrepreneurship we had to get that later in life. Well what he did do was pull alcoholics aside, you know guys that he could pay what they wanted or what he wanted oh. and um, that's who we invested his time and you know and and energy into people that he could take advantage of, you know. Um, And these guys, a lot of these guys were living, you know, below the poverty line. A lot of them had vices, you know, habits that as long as they could feed their habit, uh, Mm keep the lights on until next week, that's all that mattered. So those kind of guys is what he invested into. And a lot of times, you know, dealing with such people, you have situations where a lot of those guys will call out. You know, a lot of those guys, their health began to decline. But he never invested anything into me and my other cousin, who was, like I said, a male cousin. So that come to bite him because he's like approaching 70 and still working. So it's like Uh I look back at that, and I'm like, man, had you invested into your nephews, perhaps we could have developed a love for that, that it could have become family-owned business. Uh You have men like that who take advantage of people for the moment. um, The money was good, I'm sure. The money was good, I'm sure. I mean, he put three... Uh, at least two daughters through college. Um, They went on to move out to Texas, two of them out to three. Um, The third one's still, you know, hanging around. Um, So he did good, you know, for Uh his children. But when it comes to longevity, sometimes you can't make a decision that is for right now. You have to think about, you know, what's the, the longevity, you know? Who can I invest this into? So when it comes to the entrepreneurship skills, Uh, And now my male cousin, he don't know how to get on different levels. I mean, to this day, he can't approach people from different walks of life, uh, different levels of business, and approach them. Whereas with me, you know, I got it. I got it later in life. But so Mm -hmm. the book, when Black boys are left in the dark, it deals with a lot. You know, you know the religious beliefs, Uh, and I'm just dealing with a specific group. You know, (laughs) anybody can be misled, but I wanted (laughs) to address African (laughs) American boys. Well, Bruce Apple, see, and
2: here's the thing that people don't realize right now, and my my other caller is on the line now, uh, Cesaro. Okay, I, I mean, you can jump right in whenever you get ready, but introduce yourself, Cesaro, as, we, as we, we're carrying on the conversation, right? The thing is that, you know, when it comes to boys, right, we don't tell. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know little girls they go through things with molestation, they go through it there a lot of them get day raped, a lot of them go through a lot of different things in their life right and 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 you know and they and they're more they're more prompt to bring that to the to the forefront now now, mind you, there's a lot of girls out there that never tell they never tell what happened to them, okay, but mostly with us boys, you know when something like that happened to us, whether whether it involves a female that's older than us, or whether it involves, you know, a male that's, you know, that's molesting us or taking advantage of us, we we just don't tell. We just don't. We just don't talk it out. And and I I'll ask uh, I'll ask Miss to jump in there and introduce herself right quick. And then you go All right. ahead, Miss <laughs> Shavel.
0: Okay, my name is Shazar. I'm a spoken word artist and a member of the Amer- uh, Atlanta Old School Drammers. In Atlanta. And I would like to comment on what you just said about girls and boys not telling about molestation. Uh, I think that uh, girls don't tell as well. And then, uh, and the boys, if they don't tell, that makes them carry on this, uh, it makes them have a complex later on in life. You know, like they might do things and they act out, and you don't know why they're acting out, but it's because of something like this that has happened to them in the past.
2: Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I was I at I I mean, the, the end I was at the end of, end of my sentence. <laughs> no, no, and I, I'm okay, okay, but but you know, here's the thing. What okay, what we were talking about was that uh, you know, he, he has a successful uh uh what he has a successful relative that's been successful in business for a long time. Okay, but nobody took the time to mentor the the, the 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 young men to uh, mentor the young children to teach them how to do the business to teach them how to get into things and and see a lot of times a lot of times you know we could steer our children from drugs we can steer them from the streets we can steer them from a lot of things if somebody just took the time to to educate them I mean you know instead of them going to jail they could if they could have gotten into you know roofing or plumbing or something you know constructive, a lot of these children wouldn't be out here in the streets right now. And and that's how you know, that was the line of our conversation. Uh and, and, and what you all are doing in the in the music field, in the entertainment field. these are things that we have to do. Brother Sappho right now, how many books you got, Brot Sappho, that's out?
1: Well it's approximately sixteen, um, five of those are in available well, seven are available paperback. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, one of the things that prompt me to relocate to this uh, Metro Atlanta area is because you know, I write and I paint, and just like any society, you have to figure out how to navigate, how to network, and I guess that's where I am right now. I'm at a crossroad, and I've learned this too. Is there's a lot of people who are just not creative. A lot of people, what they're putting out, there's no commentary, or it's like it's a remix, it's a part two of something. Whereas with me, I believe in honing my craft to a degree that my stories, what I write about, I've learned what I've learned about writing is you can't write about things that interest people from your block or people who possess the same religious belief as you. I've learned to write on a on a universal level, meaning you remember those kung fu movies, uh, Bruce Lee. Although they were filmed in Hong English dialogue or audio was added so that us as American people could also enjoy it. So writing for me is not about writing for Fat Tony around the corner, but writing so that I will reach people abroad. Because I look at it as like human affairs. So even well, with my stage plays and and, and screenplays, it's about writing and impacting just people in general, and not just for some specific group, you know.
2: Well, and, and see, and see, words words are powerful. And, and see, and that was that was the secret behind God's creative power. When we look at God's creative power, it said, "In the beginning was God." Okay, you know, and and you know, and and when God spoke the word, you know, it said, "In the beginning the earth was void," you know, and God spoke the word, and all of a sudden, you know, boom, light came onto the situation. The creative power of God is in the spoken word, and uh, and, and this is something that 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 can be a very powerful tool and reaching our young people today and not not only our young people but our old folks as well. So Cesar, you know, give us a look give us a little bit, you know, we talked about this last night. Give us a little bit of the spoken word on something to inspire us and just, you know, and just tell us about, you know, why you feel it's so important to to use the spoken word right now.
0: Okay, well first of all I do think it's important because Like you said, words have power. Now, they may fall on deaf ears at some time, but, you know, maybe they'll go back and listen. But uh, I wrote a piece called um, State of My World, uh, either State of The World, but it was just from my perspective. And it went something like, uh, what is the state of my world's address? First of all, we need God to bless us. Deliver us from those who oppress and molest us, especially the ones who try to eat us alive and then digest us. The revolution is unfolding live right before our very eyes. When it comes to politics, on which side do you reside? I just hope we can all survive the infamous number 45. I wish you could be trump-cated because we're uninsured, unemployed, and we don't appreciate it. And we really need affordable health care because a lot of us, are walking around with that dreaded disease called self-hatred. That's part of it. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you <laughs> think about that, <laughs> Buster Yeah, salt provokers. I mean, and that's 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 so important that I believe that when I expire, um, people will always learn from something that I've written or something that I've painted. Okay. And that piece that I just heard. Her perception from her world, from her standpoint, people will be able to look back and because Americans have a tendency to forget history. That's right. Be able to look back and say, well, okay, well, this is what she meant in her day and time. This is what she saw. You know, this is what the economy was like. This is the condition that the healthcare was in. And uh, that's important. Exactly. Um, there's so many. There's so many people telling like <laughs> the same story. They sound alike. Um, but yeah, that was that was thought provocative. Yeah, profound.
0: And that's just a portion of it. It's kind of long. So, and I try to be different from a lot of you know. I go to a lot of uh, spoken word events, and I hear people, and that's not saying that they're saying the same thing, but like the, the way they do it, like uh it's the same kind okay, okay, of cadence okay, okay. or whatever. So I try to be okay. a little different.
2: Hold on, hold, on, hold on, just a minute now, but see, okay. But I've I, I've been hearing a lot of anger in our in our in our spoken word artist, you know, that's 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 coming out. So ha, give me your thoughts on that, man. Well what, my thoughts Oh, you talking?
0: you talking to me or him? I'm talking, to you. I'm
2: talking to both of y'all, but I'm talking to you right now.
0: Oh well, uh, you know what? Now in the point I just did, it's some anger expressed in it. I just don't express it angrily. But it is some anger expressed in it because, you know, you are not, we're not happy with the way things are. That's, that's what, that's where my anger place comes from. Not that I'm going to go out here and shoot up some people because I'm mad with everybody, you know, but I do know what you mean when you say a lot of poets speak with anger because, you know, like I said, it's the, it's the delivery and I I consider myself a smooth deliverer. <laughs> I, I don't do it all, you know, huff and puff. I'm kinda like I try to be sensual, yet smooth, yet educational.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, okay bro I I'm asking you the same thing. What what what's going on, man?
1: I mean it's the, the sad thing is all this anger is coming from the bottom. They're The most unhappy people in this world are on the bottom, and they're going to take it out on each other. There's a lot of anger out here. You see it in the road rage. You mm-hmm. each, I'm, looking, I'm looking for a lot of on-the-job shooting, more of those to, to occur, because people are tired of going to work, being overworked and underpaid. Uh, oh. A lot of Tim agencies have gotten involved. They're playing this middleman role where – a lot of people are working 90 days, six months, and they don't even have access to health care for some of these establishments. Exactly. They don't offer. So it's like it's anger. And then you expect it to give your all, yet you are being deprived of health care because you're probably part time or you just don't meet certain criteria. So then you have people who are giving their all. They're paying their time. they're giving their offering. Some have abstained from certain lifestyles, and it's like, man, I'm still scratching to try to make something happen people are frustrated with politics they're frustrated with their the dogma it's like okay i'm doing what grandmama said i'm doing what my religious auntie said i'm doing what pastor said and something is just not people are angry across the board they're stealing. They're stealing uh-huh. any kind of, i mean just just you got these young people like man i thought we could change you know through hip-hop i thought we could change the world i thought when we got obama in office you know we could change he would do this for the money people are angry and um, you just never know wh- what's going to go down, when, and how. But, yeah, I- I'm hearing a lot of poets who are becoming, you know, more confrontational. You know, they're they raising a lot of questions. Um, And they got this middle finger up. You know, that aspect is like they don't care who, not all. So I'm a very um, considerate. But I hear it too, you know, uh, the music, some of it. Now when it comes to
0: the music, some of that music is just outrageous. Some of the rappers, you know. Now if you're gonna but, rap that's I,
2: but 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 Chizari, that's what sells though. I, I know. And
0: it's, it's 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 just a shame that it sells because some of it is just so what's the word? Lewd. I mean, you know, I don't want to hear you cursing out everybody and and calling the women the B word and all that. To me, that's not sending a positive message. And I believe that the rappers, they could change the world if they would yeah. say positive thoughts okay, in that okay. rap.
2: You're talking about the male rappers. Man, look at the females. Look at the, what the females are doing. Well, yeah. yeah. How good is this is what they're doing out there, you know.
0: Right, right. And if the mindset was different with the male and female rappers, I wasn't speaking just of male, but rappers, period, the young people, you know, all that stuff to me is about booty shaking and being in the club and got a gun, you know. And if they were talking positive stuff and so many people look up to them and listen to them, we could change things.
2: That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened during the 60s. Hold hold on a minute, y'all. Let me put this in there. During the 60s, something great happened, okay, and that our entertainers started telling our story. You know, you had Marvin Gaye. You had people coming out, Curtis Mayfield. You had uh, people coming out with something like, what's going on? You had um, uh, Jane Brown coming out saying, I'm black and I'm proud. You see, and it changed the whole momentum of the movement, and you're right. If we do that right now, we can change the mindset of the people, and we can and we can get our story heard. So I'm going to let y'all kick on that now. Go ahead.
0: Well, personally, I don't think it's going to happen because, to me, the kids, they're lost. I I, I hate to say it, but that generation, like, the, in the early 20s and teens, it's like they're lost because you can look at them walking around with their pants hanging off the butt. I never could understand what that means. I'm like, does that supposed to signify something? Are you telling the world to kiss your ass? I don't know. So, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's just a loss. It's just lost,
2: You well, know, well, they're well, not being I, I, raised.
0: I think, not being, I, I think they're Come not on, being, I think they're not being raised.
2: Gonna, I think they're parents. I'm sorry. I'm going to agree with you, but then I'm going to oh. disagree because we, we got a lot of young men and young women that are coming out now and what we, what they call, what they call, uh, you know, you know, positive rap. Where they're making what we call now gospel rap where they're where they're where they're literally telling their story of what happened to them, you know out there selling drugs when they was out there doing this, and then you know then bam, they go to the penitentiary and in the penitentiary it's a whole nother life and and they're rapping about this and they're talking about it, and they are there are a lot of them out there now that are really that are really telling their story, but now they're not getting the main play on V1 That's what I was going
0: to say. They're not getting That's the main play. They're not getting on mainstream radio. It's not being heard by the people who need to hear it. Well, the
1: thing about uh, it Buck is, so, the thing about that is, you don't need mainstream media. There's a lot of people who have progressed with foolishness just utilizing social media. The same That's person true. that will run behind a Nipsey Hussle is the same person that could run behind a gospel, gospel singer. It's the same That's availability. The thing about it is there's double standards with these so-called black people or, or the people who say, well, you know, hip-hop music is, is degrading. You take Nipsey Hussle. I, I listen to a lot of his music. That that involves me, that is. Um, but Nipsey Hussle had a thing where he would sag every now and then. You could actually read the brand of his underwear. Yet we would set up platforms to allow a Nipsey Hussle to come on the scene and speak about entrepreneurship. But then the guy that's standing on the corner for a bus who's dressed like Nipsey, who's sagging, we we downplay him. We degrade him. We ridicule him for that. Yet we allow hip-hop artists who project the same image to come into colleges and edify and empower our youth. So it's like do you want this image in, in your presence or do you not? Because the thing I notice about people, people will embrace those who are successful. And those who are trying to get on that level, even if their appearance is similar, such as like a Lil Wayne whose hair is hanging anywhere, he's tatted up, we, we, we frown on ordinary people, yet we embrace celebrities who project the same image. So either you either want it or you don't, because I've seen this. I've seen situations where these black colleges will allow anybody to come in there, and they're sagging. Their hair is looking some kind of way. Yet, I want you to come and talk to our youth about entrepreneurship. Come and talk to our youth about what it was like for you to come out of that situation that you was born in and the person that you are now. And what they fail to realize is that's the image that was sold. That image consisted Ooh. of their – that was a part of the success. So it's like, are we really against the dress code? Are we against the language of hip-hop? Or do we, are we embrace it because an individual oh. is a six-figure individual? That That's the hypocrisy. You know that I see,
2: okay, okay, we're down to our last ninety seconds, and i mean this, this is a thirty minute show it goes fast, but look- look i want i want uh i want I want y'all both to give your information how they can book y'all how they can uh get in contact with you and we'll we'll let ladies go first and then uh, you know, but be mindful of the time because we gotta, we gotta let the uh Sapporo come in also go ahead.
0: All right, I'll go fast. My name is Shazara, that's spelled S-H-A-Z, like zebra, A-R-A. And you can find me at shazara7, excuse me, excuse me, shazara7 at gmail.com, S-H-A-Z-A-R-A-A-S-T-R-O-7 at gmail.com. And that's my email address, of course, and you can book me for whatever, or you can email me and I'll give you my phone number and you can locate me there. Okay,
2: Bruce Sappho.
1: I can be contacted. I guess I mean Edward Sappho Jr. E D W A R D Sappho S A F F O L D J R. Edward Sappho saffoldjr edward junior at Gmail. At gmail.com.
2: All right, we're we're down to ten seconds. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We'd like to thank you for tuning in. This show will be archived so you can listen to it live. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Thank you for tuning
0: in. Thank you for having me. Likewise. Thank you.
2: All right. Peace and blessings.
0: Peace.